The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, I hope you got some rest and relaxation this weekend. It's Monday, though. Time to get back at it. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, September 13th, 2021, Monday of the 24th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, this is Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the Memorial of St. John Chrysostom, Bishop and Doctor of the Church. Born in about the year 344, he received the name Chrysostom, or Golden Mouth, on account of his eloquence. He studied rhetoric under Libanius, a pagan, the most famous orator of his age. In 374, John began to lead the life of an anchorite on the mountains near Antioch, but in 386, the poor state of his health forced him to return to Antioch, where he was ordained a priest. In 398, he became Bishop of Constantinople and became one of the greatest lights of the Church. But he had enemies in high places, his most powerful one, was the Empress Eudoxia, who was offended by the apostolic freedom of his discourses. He had the consolation of knowing that the Pope remained his friend and did for him what lay in his power. His enemies banished him still further to Pythias, at the very extremity of the empire. He died on his way there in 407 A.D. St. John Chrysostom, pray for us, and let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I unite myself to your perpetual, unceasing, universal sacrifice. I offer myself to you every day of my life and every moment of every day, according to your most holy and adorable will. Since you have been the victim of my salvation, I wish to be the victim of your love. Accept my desire, take my offering, graciously hear my prayer. Let me live for love of you. Let me die for love of you. Let my last heartbeat be an act of perfect love. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that we all will make courageous choices for a simple and environmentally sustainable lifestyle, rejoicing in our young people who are resolutely committed to this. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. On the morning of 6th of July, 1535, a man was led up a scaffolding to the Tower Hill to be executed. This man was an English lawyer, a judge, an author, a statesman, and above all, he was the Lord High Chancellor of England. We now venerate him as a saint in the Catholic Church, Saint Thomas More. Once he got to the head of the stairs, he told the headsman, or his executioner, friend, be not afraid of your office, 
you send me to God. Even more famously, it is reported that he said the following words as his last words, I die the king's good servant and God's first. Lord Jesus, I thought of the example of this particular saint, Saint Thomas More, in light of today's gospel. It is the gospel where you heard this encounter with the centurion who had a servant, who was his favorite, who was sick, and he was near death. And St. Luke says that having heard about Jesus, he, the centurion, sent some Jewish elders to him to ask him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. He deserves this of you, they said, because he is friendly towards our people. In fact, he is the one who built the synagogue. Then what was your response, Lord, to this petition? Well, Luke narrates what went on. He says that, So Jesus went with them, and was not far from the house when the centurion sent word to him by some friends. Sir, he said, do not put yourself to trouble, because I am not worthy to have you under my roof. And for this same reason, I did not presume to come to you myself. But give the word and let my servant be cured. For I am under authority myself, and I have soldiers under me. And I say to one man, go, and he goes. To another, come here, and he comes. To my servant, do this, and he does it. Luke then concludes this gospel scene by telling us some very remarkable things about you, Jesus. He says, when Jesus heard these words, he was astonished at him, and turning round, say to the crowd following him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found faith like this. And when the messengers got back to the house, they found the servant in perfect health. Lord Jesus, these words remind me about the Mass, especially in that moment when the priest elevates the consecrated host and says, Ece Anus Dei, Behold the Lamb of God. And we, in response, say, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. These are the very words of the centurion. But even more fascinating to me was this explanation that he gives that leads you to really admire what he says. He speaks about order and authority. And therefore, Jesus, I thought of focusing my prayer on this topic of obedience. I thought of this topic keeping in mind the life of St. Thomas More, who I think exemplifies very well what it means to be an obedient son or child of God and also a faithful and obedient citizen. The first thing I will note about your bio, Jesus, or your resume, is that as St. Paul says in his letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, verse 8, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore, Jesus, may I imitate you and be obedient to God, obedient to you, totally, absolutely, with no exceptions. St. Thomas Aquinas, when answering the question whether God ought to be obeyed in all things, quotes Exodus 24-7, that says, 
all things that the Lord hath spoken, we will do, and we will be obedient. Then Jesus, how should my obedience look like when it comes to obeying authority other than God? In other words, obedience towards men. St. Augustine makes the following observation. He says, If I, who am under command, have yet power to command others, how much more thou whom all powers serve? Therefore I need to obey legitimate authority. To the question whether subjects are bound to obey their superiors in all things, St. Thomas Aquinas first quotes Acts 5.29 and says, We ought to obey God rather than men. And then goes on to say, Now sometimes the things commanded by a superior are against God. Therefore superiors are not to be obeyed in all things. Here St. Thomas Aquinas is specifically thinking about religious authority. And he goes on to say, Man is subject to God simply as regards all things, both internal and external. Wherefore he is bound to obey him in all things. On the other hand, inferiors are not subject to their superiors in all things, but only in certain things and in a particular way, in respect of which the superior stands between God and his subjects, whereas in respect of other matters the subject is immediately under God, by whom he is taught either by the natural or by the written law. When it comes to secular authority, St. Thomas Aquinas says that Man is bound to obey secular princes, insofar as this is required by order of justice. Bottom line, Jesus, it is necessary, good, right and just to obey. First and foremost, to obey God absolutely in all things and at all times. Secondly, to obey men in the order of justice and in the sphere of authority. Therefore, St. Thomas More could say those words with a clear conscience, I am the king's best servant, but God's first. In Jesus, when I speak of conscience, I mean the moral conscience, which the compendium of the Catechism of the Catholic Church defines as a judgment of reason, which at the appropriate moment enjoins him to do good and to avoid evil. I also have a serious moral obligation to form my conscience. This is a lifelong task, and as the Compendium says, an upright and a true moral conscience is formed by education and by assimilating the Word of God and by the teaching of the Church. It is supported by the gifts of the Holy Spirit and helped by the advice of wise people. Prayer and examination of conscience can also greatly assist one's moral formation. The Catechism even specifies some rules that can help us when it comes to acting or choosing in accord with our conscience. For example, it says that one may never do evil so that good may result from it. The other criteria is the golden rule. Whatever you wish that men will do to you, do so to them. And lastly, charity always proceeds by way of respect for one's neighbor and his conscience. And then quotes, Thus, sinning against your brethren and wounding their conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, it is right not to do anything that makes your brother stumble. St. Jose Maria writes in his book, The Pharaoh, Obey with docility, but intelligently too, with love and a sense of responsibility.
which has nothing to do with judging those who govern and direct you. And now I turn to you, my mother. You teach us with your life and with your example of what it means to obey with promptitude, intelligently, willingly, and totally. You said those enchanting words, Fiat mihi secundum verbum tuum, that it be done to me according to thy word. I also seek your intercession, good Saint Joseph, because you knew how to obey. For as we read in scripture, when the angel of the Lord appeared to you in a dream and told you, Rise, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. You exactly did that. You rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 16 past the hour, the liturgical day begins in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of St. John Chrysostom, Monday, September 13, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's begin this day of prayer as we join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lord, 
fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation. I said they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. How good God is to Israel, to those who are pure of heart. Yet my feet came close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped, for I was filled with envy of the proud when I saw how the wicked prosper. For them there are no pains. Their bodies are sound and sleek. They have no share in men's sorrows. They are not stricken like others. So they wear their pride like a necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. Their hearts overflow with malice. Their minds seethe with plots. They scoff. They speak with malice. From on high they plan oppression. They have set their mouths in the heavens, and their tongues dictate to the earth. So the people turn to follow them and drink in all their words. They say, How can God know? Does the Most High take any notice? Look at them. Such are the wicked, but untroubled. They grow in wealth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. Their laughter will turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. Their Their laughter will will turn turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. How useless to keep my heart pure and wash my hands in innocence, when I was stricken all day long, suffered punishment day after day. 
Then I said, If I should speak like that, I should abandon the faith of your people. I strove to fathom this problem too hard for my mind to understand until I pierced the mysteries of God and understood what becomes of the wicked. How slippery the paths on which you set them. You make them slide to destruction. How suddenly they come to their ruin, wiped out, destroyed by terrors. Like a dream one wakes from, O Lord, when you wake, you dismiss them as phantoms. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Their Their laughter laughter will turn turn to weeping, their their merriment to grief. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. And so when my heart grew embittered, and when I was cut to the quick, I was stupid and did not understand, no better than a beast in your sight. Yet I was always in your presence. You were holding me by my right hand. You will guide me by your counsel, and so you will lead me to glory. What else have I in heaven but you? Apart from you, I want nothing on earth. My body and my heart faint for joy. God is my possession forever. All those who abandon you shall perish. You will destroy all those who are faithless. To be near God is my happiness. I have made the Lord God my refuge. I will tell of all your works at the gates of the city of Zion. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. It is good to be with you, Father. In you is fullness of life for your faithful people. In you all hope resides. May you lead us to everlasting happiness. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The Lord spoke to me and said, As for you, son of man, obey me when I speak to you. Be not rebellious like this house of rebellion, but open your mouth and eat what I shall give you. It was then I saw a hand stretched out to me in which was written a scroll which he unrolled before me. It was covered with writing front and back, and written on it was Lamentation and Wailing and Woe. He said to me, Son of man, eat what is before you, eat this scroll, then go speak to the house of Israel. 
So I opened my mouth, and he gave me the scroll to eat. Son of man, he then said to me, feed your belly and feed your scummed stomach with this scroll I am giving you. I ate it, and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. He said, Son of man, go now to the house of Israel and speak my words to them. Not to a people with difficult speech and barbarous language am I sending you, nor to the many peoples with difficult speech and barbarous language, whose words you cannot understand. If I were to send you to these, they would listen to you, but the house of Israel will refuse to listen to you, since they will not listen to me. For the whole house of Israel is stubborn of brow and obstinate in heart. But I will make your face as hard as theirs, and your brow as stubborn as theirs, like diamond, harder than flint. Fear them not, nor be dismayed at their looks, for they are a rebellious house. Son of man, he said to me, take into your heart all my words that I speak to you. Hear them well. Now go to the exiles, to your countrymen, and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, whether they heed or resist. Thus the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, I have appointed you a watchman for the house of Israel. When you hear a word from my mouth, you shall warn them for me. If I say to the wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not warm him or speak out to dissuade him from his wicked conduct so that he may live, that wicked man shall die for his sin, but I will hold you responsible for his death. If, on the other hand, if you have warned the wicked man, yet he has not turned away from his evil nor from his wicked conduct, then he shall die for his sin, but you shall save your life. If a virtuous man turns away from virtue and does wrong, when I place a stumbling block before him, he shall die. He shall die for his sin, and his virtuous deed shall not be remembered. But I will hold you responsible for his death if you do not warn him. When, on the other hand, you have warned a virtuous man not to sin, and he has in fact not sinned, he shall surely live because of the warning, and you shall save your own life. The Word of the Lord I have appointed you a watchman for the house of Israel. Listen to what I say to you, and speak to them in my name. Neither be afraid of them, nor rebellious like them. I will make your face as hard as theirs, and your forehead as stubborn and as obstinate. Neither be afraid of them, nor rebellious like them. From a homily by St. John Chrysostom, Bishop. 
The waters have risen and severe storms are upon us. But we do not fear drowning, for we stand firmly upon a rock. Let the sea rage. It cannot break the rock. Let the waves rise. They cannot sink the boat of Jesus. What are we to fear? Death? Life to me means Christ, and death is gain. Exile? The earth and its fullness belong to the Lord. The confiscation of our goods? We brought nothing into this world, and we shall surely take nothing from it. I have only contempt for the world's threats. I find its blessings laughable. I have no fear of poverty, no desire for wealth. I am not afraid of death, nor do I long to live, except for your good. I concentrate, therefore, on the present situation, and I urge you, my friends, to have confidence. Do you not hear the Lord saying, Where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in their midst? Will he be absent then, when so many people united in love are gathered together? I have his promise. I am surely not going to rely on my own strength. I have what he has written. That is my staff, my security, my peaceful harbor. Let the world be in upheaval. I hold to his promise and read his message. That is my protecting wall and garrison. What message? Know that I am with you always, until the end of the world. If Christ is with me, whom shall I fear? Though the waves and the sea and the anger of princes are roused against me, they are less to me than a spider's web. Indeed, unless you, my brothers, had detained me, I would have left this very day, for I always say, Lord, your will be done. Not what this fellow or that would have me do, but what you want me to do. That is my strong tower, my immovable rock, my staff that never gives way. If God wants something, let it be done. If he wants me to stay here, I am grateful. But wherever he wants me to be, I am no less grateful. Yet where I am, there you are too. And where you are, I am. For we are a single body, and the body cannot be separated from the head, nor the head from the body. Distance separates us, but love unites us and death itself cannot divide us. For though my, bo- my body die, my soul will live and be mindful of my people. You are my fellow citizens, my fathers, my brothers, my sons, my limbs, my body. You are my light, sweeter to me than the visible light. For what can the rays of the sun bestow on me that is comparable to your love? The sun's light is useful in my earthly life, but your love is fashioning a crown for me in the life to come. Because I preach the gospel, I suffer hardships even to the point of being thrown into chains like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. I endure all of this for the sake of the chosen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? I endure all of this for the sake of the chosen. Let us pray. O God, strength of those who hope in you, who willed that the Bishop St. John Chrysostom should be illustrious by his wonderful eloquence and his experience of suffering. Grant us, we pray, that instructed by his teachings, we may be strengthened through the example of his invincible patience.
through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the memorial of St. John Chrysostom, Bishop and Doctor of the Church, I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, it almost seems like a contradiction, but we hear about the Lord's encounter with the good Roman centurion. It's from the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Luke. After Jesus had ended all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a slave who was dear to him, who was sick and at the point of death. When he heard of Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his slave. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him earnestly. He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he built us our synagogue. And Jesus went with them. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him. Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you. But say the word and let my servant be healed. For I am a man set under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled at him, and turned and said to the multitude that followed him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave well. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. All of the daily Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, for all of the negatives that we read about the occupying forces of Rome, there were some good individuals. And this one is marked by humility. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. We may speculate that the scene narrated in today's gospel took place in the late afternoon. Having finished his preaching for the day, our Lord was entering the town of Capernaum. Two elders of the Jewish community approached Jesus on behalf of a Roman centurion with a sick servant who was dear to him. This Gentile officer is presented to us as a man of great virtue. He is someone who knows how to lead others. I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. At the same time, he has a great heart. He knows how to care for those around him, like this sick servant of his. He is a generous man. He does everything in his power to help his servant. He himself had built the local synagogue, though not himself a Jew. The elders point out to Jesus, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation. Above all, the most striking characteristic of this centurion is his humility. 
When Jesus had already started out for the centurion's house, the centurion sent a messenger, saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore I did not presume to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be healed. This faith and humility take Jesus by surprise. When Jesus heard this, he marveled at him, and turned and said to the multitude that followed him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. Humility is the prerequisite to belief, to coming close to Christ. This virtue is the narrow road that leads to faith and to growth in the supernatural life. Humility allows us to understand Jesus. In his commentary on this passage, St. Augustine notes that humility served as the door through which the Lord would enter into the life of this just man. Today, let us ask the Lord for a true humility which will lead us closer to Christ. You told me in confidence that in your prayer you would open your heart to God with these words, I think of my wretchedness, which seems to be on the increase despite the graces you give me. It must be due to my failure to correspond. I know that I am completely unprepared for the enterprise you are asking of me. And what I read in the newspapers of so many highly qualified and respected men with formidable talents and no lack of financial resources, speaking, writing, organizing in defense of your kingdom, I look at myself and see that I'm a nobody, ignorant, poor, so little in a word. This would fill me with shame if I did not know that you want me to be so. But, Lord Jesus, you know how gladly I have put my ambition at your feet to have faith and love, to be loving, believing, suffering. In these things, I do want to be rich and learned, but no more rich or learned than you in your limitless mercy have wanted me to be. I desire to put all my prestige and honor into fulfilling your most just and most lovable will. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 14 before the hour, let's pray. With the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. O Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the next. Before the mountains were born, or the earth or the world brought forth, you are God without beginning or end. You turn men back into dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone, no more than a watch in the night. You sweep men away like a dream, like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up and flowers, by evening it withers and fades. So we are destroyed in your anger, struck with terror in your fury. Our guilt lies open before you, our secrets in the light of your face. All our days pass away in your anger. 
Our life is over like a sigh. Our span is seventy years or eighty for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly and we are gone. Who understands the power of your anger and fears the strength of your fury? Make us know the shortness of our life that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servants. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exalt and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, send your mercy and your truth to rescue us from the snares of the devil. And, happy to be known as companions of your Son, we will praise you among the peoples and proclaim you to the nation. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. From the farthest bounds of earth, may God be praised. From the farthest bounds of earth, may God be praised. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise from the end of the earth. Let the sea and what fills it resound, the coastlands and those who dwell in them. Let the steppe and its cities cry out, the villages where Kedar dwells. Let the inhabitants of Sila exalt and shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and utter his praise in the coastlands. The Lord goes forth like a hero. Like a warrior, he stirs up his ardor. He shouts out his battle cry. Against his enemies, he shows his might. I have looked away and kept silence. I have said nothing, holding myself in. But now I cry out as a woman in labor, gasping and panting. I will lay waste mountains and hills. All their herbage I will dry up. I will turn the rivers into marshes, and the marshes I will dry up. I will lead the blind on their journey by paths unknown. I will guide them. I will turn darkness into light before them and make crooked ways straight. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. From the farthest bounds of the earth, may God be praised. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing a psalm to his name. 
for he is loving. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, and Israel for his own possession. For I know the Lord is great, that our Lord is high above all gods. The Lord does whatever he wills, in heaven, on earth, in the seas. He summons clouds from the ends of the earth, makes lightning produce the rain. From his treasuries he sends forth the wind. The firstborn of the Egyptians he smote, of man and beast alike. Signs and wonders he worked in the midst of your land, O Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants. Nations in their greatness he struck, and kings in their splendor he slew. Sion, king of the Amorites, Og, the king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. He let Israel inherit their land. On his people, their land he bestowed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Where two or three gather in your name, Lord, you promise to be with them and share their fellowship. Look down upon your family gathered here in your name and graciously pour out your blessing upon us. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. A reading from the Book of Wisdom Simply I learn about wisdom, and ungrudgingly do I share. Her riches I do not hide away. For to men she is an unfailing treasure. Those who gain this treasure win the friendship of God, to whom the gifts they have from discipline commend them. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Let Let the the peoples proclaim the wisdom wisdom of the saints. With joyful praise let the church tell forth the the wisdom wisdom of the saints. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Those who are learned will be as radiant as the sky in all all its beauty. Those who instruct the people in goodness will shine like the stars for all eternity. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation, by by the the forgiveness of of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, 
to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Those who are learned will be as radiant as the sky in all its beauty, Those who instruct the people in goodness will shine like the stars for all eternity. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Let us praise and thank him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, strength of those who hope in you, who willed that the Bishop St. John Chrysostom should be illustrious by his wonderful eloquence and his experience of suffering. Grant us, we pray, that instructed by his teachings, we may be strengthened through the example of his invincible patience. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Morning Air is up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out now, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.